Hey now, you're an unstar. Get the uns, 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 uns. Hey now, you're an unstar. Get the show it. on. Get uns. And all it. that uns is is uns. Only shooting uns breaks the uns. Uns and uns, 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 Because I was like, wait a minute. I did buy this album at one point. I mean, I was the big Smash Mouth. song. I was the big Smash Mouth fan in the family. I liked some of their smaller tracks, like When the Morning Comes. When the morning comes. If I had all the money I spent on albums just because of one song and, like, I think back in an age where now Walking in the Sun was probably was I probably bought that album just for that. I don't think All Star was on that. I think that was their first album. No, Walking was... on the Sun. Oh, whatever album that was. Yeah, whatever the first one. I, as big of a Smash Mouth fan as I was, I don't know the names of their albums. And I bought uh, like Shake Hands with Beef, which is a Primus song that I bought. Oh, good. Off Lord. their Brown album, which was literally brown and just a big brown like <laughs> yeah. CD. Not, it didn't look like poop, but it was definitely that's what they were going for. I liked Smash Mouth, though, at the time. Like, now I look back at them and I'm like, that song doesn't even make sense. Like, what is it even about? Like, it's a song that exists entirely to tie in with Mystery Men, of all movies. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch the video, it's full of Mystery Men, like, yeah. shots. And I remember at the time I was a huge fan and Frank didn't get it and he's like, what do the lyrics mean? So I, like... This is back before the age of internet where you just go to like lyrics.com or just type smash mouth lyrics and get it. I actually transcribed the lyrics myself to give it to Frank. And like at the time, I guess like as a like a 11 year old, I was like, these lyrics make perfect sense. And I go back now and I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like it, we could all use a little, or, uh, hold on. We could all use a little change. How has it go though? Like. Something. Say it gets older. No, I'm trying, it, there's it, something it. about gas. There's like, we could all gas if we get a little further, but we all use a little change. Like it's it's, just, yeah. it's like complete gibberish. Like it's something that I look back and I'm like, is this like something? Like is is there like a symbolism here, or what? Do you, is it something about age, or mm-hmm. what's going on? But I still like Smash Mouth to a certain extent. Would you go to a Smash Mouth concert? God, no. Okay. I have not been to a concert once in my life. I wouldn't want Smash Mouth <laughs> to be the first one. <laughs> Wait, did you go when you were seven and, for- and they were relevant? First and foremost, I'm like, what is a Smash Mouth concert now? Was I at Chuck E. Cheese and they just happened to be playing rock band at the time and that <laughs> counts as a Smash Mouth concert? Because there's no way well, they're... Mr. Head- Munch is open there's for them. no way they're headlining. <laughs> there's no... There can't... Hold on, I almost had to check this out now. Smash Mouth can't still be torn, right? They have to be, like, deactivated or... Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Smash Mouth tore. Let's see. Because I'll be hornswoggled or uh, kafuzzled if there's still... Oh, let's see. Smash Mouth concert tickets and tour. I might be eating some crow here. Just a little bit. Oh, hey, Scotia. What are you doing there, girl? <laughs> it's sort of like you're blowing me. Look at my hand all quietly as you try to delicately work your way between these narrow corners. Alright, come on, Ticketmaster. You have to be better than this. Let's see. Smash Mouth <laughs> tickets and concert dates. Are you sure you didn't mean anything else? <laughs> Are you sure you didn't just accidentally type Smash Mouth into Ticketmaster instead of Google? Uh, let's see. Smash Mouth and Uncle Cracker. Oh, man. What are they, like, twins? I bet they're the same guy. 
like a fat white dude with a bunch of gel spiky hair. They do have is Guy Ferrara there too. <laughs> Guy Ferrara, yeah, like that's their third man. Those two would make good twins, <laughs> like Johnny Blaze, like unbuttoned silk fire shirts. Uh, they do have a tour date. It's uh, just one date though. Later this month at Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. So not really a concert or, no. or a casino. Probably like a four or five hundred seater. Yeah. I mean, not against. Again, I like Smash Mouth, but I, I was going to be shocked. They're not one hit wonders, but it's definitely like a band that hit it big with Walking on the Sun, hit it really big with All Star, and then I don't think they really. They say it's out. 20 years before you loop around and get cool again. So if that's going to happen, they're due for it coming up shortly. Oof. I mean, I That'll guess I'm like prepared. When Natalie and Bruglia starts touring again. <laughs> yeah, like fucking. I'm all out of faith. <laughs> This is how I feel. Yeah, well, something learned, new we learned. It's been an interesting week, brother. It's mm-hmm. been an emotional week for me. Has Rather it? tumultuous, yes. I don't know if you heard the pretty shocking and heartbreaking news, but uh, Tom Coughlin has retired from the New York Giants. Under the most dignified of circumstances. He is not retired officially. He has stepped down, so he's still technically open for coaching. But the Giants did it in a way like they did it basically not not fire. Like it was like, look, you can step down or we'll fire you. Like we, we really yeah. don't have another like option. Like Nixon. Yeah. Uh, so and everyone remembers how dignified that was. Yeah. But this is, I mean, in any other... He certainly isn't known in, <laughs> for that, for his impeachment. Yeah. Almost impeachment. To place it in another way, though, uh, like two days ago, the Bucks, after going from a 2-14 and 14 season to a 6-10, and 10, a huge improvement... A 300% improvement in wins. Fired their head coach over the phone on, like, a Tuesday night. Like, completely shocking. So, the Giants are a class act organization at their least. Like, look, we'll let you keep your dignity. You know, we'll let you go out on your terms. A weird comparison. Did the Bucks had their coach been a coach for 10 years? Or No, but just that notion of, like, a team that gives their coach no fucking... Respect. Well, he probably hadn't won the Bucks two Super Bowl rings either. No, but he improved. It was his second season with the team, and he improved their wins three hundred percent. Oh, I thought you meant from the beginning of the season. <laughs> no, okay. it, he went from two and six. They're two and fourteen the year before, and took the team, and then made them six and ten, and they fired him on the phone, out of nowhere. It's like the Eric Bischoff story, right? Yeah. Or every, giant... every other WCW wrestler's story. Like, I got fired via FedEx. Yeah. And they made me sign for it. <laughs> yeah, they put the postage charge on me. <laughs> but the Giants, I mean, it's, this was the third year in a row now. Coughlin had gone 6-10. and 10, And they were already kind of like in a bad situation. It was, it was their division to win like three times throughout the year they didn't. And it just came to the point where you're like, yeah, do something. And it was kind of him that kind of got... Put the pasture, I guess you could say. There's, there's nicer ways to put it. Uh, it was the right time for my own disagree with the decision. But it was him retiring, and it didn't hit me until I was like, oh my god, this is the only coach I've really known as a fan of the New York Giants. Because I started following basically once he and Eli came into the league. And he's been the only Giants coach until then. And I got way too emotional over the fact that this coach, it's not even like he's dead. Tom Coughlin's still alive. He could still coach next year just for a different team. But it, like, I was, oh, I don't know why. It was so heartbreaking to be like, oh my god, he's gone. And 
like the Monday after, like he, end of the world, end of the road by <laughs> yeah. Boys to Men was playing in the background. Uh, if you had put enough sad music when the news came out, because again I expected it, but if you'd played a really sad song when it happened, I probably would have lost it at work because I was barely holding it together. Work, I was like, oh, this is so hard. And like that Monday after the game, Eli was interviewed at like his locker, and he had like this thing. He was just like, we we failed Coach Coughlin. As a team, we failed him, and uh, it's 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 very unfortunate the way things went down that way. And he, Eli's a very like he's kind of known for being a not very uh, expressive quarterback. Like mm-hmm. he won the Vince Lombardi Trophy, and like the most you got out of him is like a kind of like goofy smile. Like, yeah. Eh, okay. Otherwise, very like level head dude. In that moment, though, you can see him kind of like have to stop to hold it together. Like you know that moment in Conan O'Brien's speech on the last Tonight Show where he's oh, like, yeah. "Don't be better." Yeah, don't be better. <laughs> I had a lot of fun here. We did great, great things. It was like that, where you're like, he had to like kind of pause for a moment. You're like, yeah. oh. But the next day was Tom Coughlin's like farewell speech, his last like conference as a Giants coach. And it was, you know, him kind of thanking everybody. And then he took a couple questions. And one of the questions, like last question to give him is like, how do you think Eli's going to do in a new system? And he's like, well... Eli's going to do great. He's uh, exceptionally talented. He's exceptionally intelligent. He's uh, he's everything you could ever want for in a son. Wow. Oh, oh no. And then he looks, because Eli's a guest in the crowd, and he looks towards Eli, and he like looks him right in the eye. He's like, you didn't fail me, Eli. We, do- we went down as a team together. It was us. It wasn't you. You didn't fail. And, like, watching it, I'm barely holding it together. I'm like, oh my god! It's... I mean, fucking Coach Coughlin just called Eli his son! Yeah. On stage! It's like, oh my god! That's his... Does he have an actual son? Tom Coughlin? He's like five... He's like 12 grandkids, yes. He's plenty of... I don't know if... I know he has at least daughters, but I'm sure he has a son in there, too. But it's still a notion of, like, being called that. And in the press conference I first watched, you don't... It's just on him. It's like one static camera. Yeah. But someone apparently had another camera... And there's a shot of Eli when that happens. I saw it on Facebook. It's not very manly. And it's like him, like, that was basically me watching it. (laughs) Like, just me, like, lip quivering, nose starting to get red, like, eyes about to water. look like you're sort of thinking about Dungeons and Dragons (laughs) 2. Yeah, like, in a little bit in the back of your mind, you're like... I'll call my next dragon in my game off one after you, TC. You're, you're the moon and my stars. My moon and stars. <laughs> the world will never know the likes of your kind again. Like if Eli got a dragon, he'd name him Coughlin and ride him around. Yeah. and then, It's a girl dragon. No, it's not. <laughs> and then when he dies, hey, girl, I got him so old. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. I don't know if I'm going to be able to recover. It was pretty emotional. Throughout the week, I've kind of, uh, I've, I've managed to avoid what I tend to do in these situations, which is usually I force myself into reminiscing as much as possible. Just jerking off at work. <laughs> no, I don't do that. In front of Eagles fans, like, <laughs> no. take that. I'm like, you fired your coach, but no one cared because he sucked. And, he, and then you got rid of one of your coaches, and he went to another city and is now taking them into the playoffs. Anybody here that's a fan of a team that's got two Super Bowl rings in the last ten years can feel free to stop me. Not Steelers fans. Yeah, Fuck okay. Patriots, calm down. <laughs> Green Bay. No, you want just you just have one. Oh, you, you tried to trick me on that one. <laughs> you little uh, rascals. I was put my dick back. <laughs> 
Cowboys fans, what are you, ridiculous? <laughs> oh, have you even made the playoffs I'm twice in the past ten years? Coming right on your breakfast sandwich. <laughs> oh, you're coming to mine already. Well, fair enough. <laughs> uh, normally, though, in those situations, my thing is to, like, reminisce. Like, if no. a wrestler dies, I'm like, well, let's watch a couple matches or, like, video packages. I've resisted the urge to, like, watch Super Bowls or, like, even, like, just the celebration because I don't know if I could take it. I'm like, I'm... Mm too old to be crying at this sort of thing like to get a emo- that emotional over a coach retiring he's not even not even dead he's not yeah. even hurt he's like yeah i'm gonna go home to my like 12 grandkids my loving wife my awesome kid children and probably then get another coaching offer from another team that i may or might not take who knows you know it's yeah like, another multi-million dollar contract yeah it's like you know, yeah. 70 yeah to go to a, yeah to go to a place that i'm going to yeah e- die i can easily <laughs> just retire off my massive winnings i'm not like a joe paterno where the moment i stop coaching i'm probably just going to die immediately but i'm still just like oh it's like the end of an era it really is end of the road. Like if that was played in the background, it it, it would kind of perfectly encapsulate things. Except that weird part where it breaks down to like a like yo girl, you know I didn't mean nothing by it. <laughs> that I don't know if that applies to Eli and Coffin too much, but even spoiled. How many longer tenured coaches are there? Belichick. Um, Belichick, I think, is the only coach that's been around there longer. And when you come down to it, there's no coach really that's around that long. Like that's. Because imagine if your team been the Raiders, you're like, oh, this is our ninth coach since I started watching. Yeah, that, that Buccaneer uh, guy got fired, and I guess the team was so shocked by it. One dude tweeted, he's like, this is fucking ridiculous. This is three coaches in five years. What is this? And that's a, that's a player on the team saying it, like tweeting that. Like are not a star player, like a, a guy that could be gone. Yeah, and you're just like, no, there's, that's it does not happen in the league anymore. Like, uh, there's only a few franchises that really keep coaches around that long the giants are gonna are usually one now they haven't had that like huge assortment of guys the patriots are doing it steelers went from cower or not cower yeah, yeah coach cower bill cower to was it bill cower i feel like bill cower doesn't that sound right this guy kind of looked like um yeah coach cower yeah i, I guess yeah maybe was it Sp- he kind of looks like spitzer a little bit very like tall sort thin. of bald but keeps it Mustache. cut short close enough that you really yeah. can't tell um and then they went from Cower to tomlin they've kept tomlin since then mm-hmm. really aren't that many other franchises that keep a coach around that long yeah so and i've been watching the giants now i'm not probably on following them for like over a decade and as i said like tomlin uh tom uh, coach coughlin and Eli are already the, forgot him. Yeah, I'm like, who is he? Some old white guy. Who knows? But those—that's my quarterback, uh, coach pairing, the entire time. It's like, oh, this. I'm getting older, brother. If ever there were a time to stop watching, it was after the second Super Bowl. I mean, that was that was when I should have just. Stopped. You don't want to go off on this season, <laughs> like <laughs> no. real sour grapes. To ride off into the sunset when Eli's like, yeah, I had a pretty good season. Uh, we went six and ten, lost the division to the Redskins, who are almost certainly going to be blown out of the playoffs. <laughs> who are just going to be fucking torpedoed out of these playoffs, <laughs> like they shouldn't even been there by the last year's NFC champions. Is that who they're playing? Seahawks, yeah. Jesus. And they host them, too, because they won the division, and Seahawks are a wild card team. 
So the Seahawks have to go on the road to play them, despite the fact they had like four more wins than the Redskins. <laughs> that it's sucks. Like the true. That was the. I mean, I guess it's karmatic because the seven and nine Seattle Seahawks hosted like the eleven and five Saints Saints that one year. Like you can see here, the Seahawks all going like lame. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be furious. I'd be like, this is ridiculous. We had that many more wins. The only reason you get to fucking host a game is because you played in a milksop division <laughs> that, couldn't, that couldn't fucking make a winner if you tried. You guys fucking forced each other to make a winner out of this. It was like, really, like, tooth and nail with a bunch of just garbage records. Just <laughs> bumbling over each other. Goobering it, as you could say. <laughs> you managed to gooble your way to like an 8-8 eight and eight finish and took the win. Congratulations. Here's- <laughs> you lost funny. to every team of consequence. <laughs> no, don't worry. You're a threat once the playoff come around. With who's your quarterback? Kirk Cousins, I think. It may still be Robert Griffin. I'm not sure. <laughs> Joe Theismann? Who knows? <laughs> Joe Theismann. Dan Marino? Is he back? <laughs> is, he, is he playing again? Yeah, I don't know. It's in a playoff start this week. Uh, it's um, it's going to be an interesting time. I need to watch NFL Sunday. I need to see what Strahan says about him. Because I'm hoping it's like some... Like, I think he, like, shuts everybody else up. He's like, all right, quiet down, all you fucking white people. Mm-hmm. Kurt Menefee. You listen <laughs> to me. I have a real moment I want to talk about Coach Coughlin. What a great man he was. Because that's what everyone's saying. They're like, yeah, yeah he's a great football coach. But you say was... even, like, Sour Grapes Tiki Barber was still like... Oh, Tiki Barber bitched about how, like, eh, nobody likes me. Everyone's vilified me in New York. Like, well, maybe you shouldn't cheat on your pregnant wife with some 19-year-old. Yeah. And sucked your way out of every job in reporting possible. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy who I'm glad I came at the end of his run. <laughs> well, I guess a black giant superstar will just never make it in the television business. <laughs> Meanwhile, you can't make it through four channels without seeing Michael Strahan on something. Without seeing Count Gapula. Yeah, I forget. Oh, what's he in? Uh, oh, they had Tyler Perry on whatever, Michael and Kelly. Mm-hmm. And he gave him a makeover to make him Mike Dea or whatever, <laughs> where he was just basically like a Medea version of Michael Strahan, where he was an old fat black woman. <laughs> was it like re- like ridiculously racist too? Or I only saw the, because it was at the gym, I only saw like the coming up soon part. <laughs> You're like... I need to get to work. <laughs> but there's a strong temptation in your mind, like, do I have to, though? It's, can I call this in and make it believable? Yeah. Like, uh, I got in a massive car accident. I'll maybe be in later. Or I'm so <laughs> distracted by watching it. Like, yeah, I had a death in the family. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit late because I'm watching Michael Strahan get a Medea makeover on Kelly and Michael. Wait, what did I just say? Anyway, bye. Click. Anyway, this is Wayne. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne! <laughs> Is he sitting right next to her? Like, Wayne, how dare you? I know Tyler Perry hypnotizes you people, but come on. Uh, I actually forgot to even bring this up because it's been a while. Did you hear about uh, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver on New York Giants, uh, had a game. I've heard the name, yeah. Uh, some are calling him maybe the best wide receiver right now, but he had a game. What a shame. <laughs> His efforts were not. He did break... The record for most receiving yards in a player's first two seasons, he beat Randy Moss for that record, and it was in a season where he like missed four games last season, suspended for a game this season, he still broke that record, wow. which is insane. But uh, he got into a pretty bad fight with uh, a member of the uh, Panthers. I don't know if you saw this or not. I don't think so. I'm going to show you a couple highlights from this. 
it's not the most glamorizing image of him. So if you haven't seen this and you want to see Oh, it, I did. Is this the one with like the insane amount of penalties during the game? <laughs> Where they yeah. had like three like personal foul penalties against him, which is absurd. Yeah. It's essentially unheard of. It kind of, oh, sorry. It kind of looks like that was his fault. The other guys. Yeah, that one it was. That one it was the Panthers player literally lifted him off the ground and basically just body slams him. But what you have to see is there's like a play because clearly under Odell Beckham Jr. skip, yeah. and he does, and like it's just him completely falling apart <laughs> by the end of this. Let me see. I may need a fast forward to get to the the best play. <laughs> that's just. The- there's no way that's allowed, right? Just bitch slapping? No. That's not allowed in boxing or UFC. There's no <laughs> way you can do that in football. Isn't the physicality like that's not really applauded, certainly. Uh, let's see. This might be it. I think this is. Yeah, that's him wow. diving helmet to helmet at him from behind. <laughs> Which is about the shittiest thing a person can Wait, do. Let me see that again. Oh, they'll do it in slow oh. motion. Oh, there he goes past him. It's not. This is not a catching. This is a running play. Oh. <laughs> was it? Was he trying to go helmet to helmet? He does. Who does? Isn't that? It's super illegal. That, and it's, it's super frowned upon. And like a crazy person does that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he catches a touchdown at the end of the game. After after every <laughs> and robot Cletus walk out of here. <laughs> Uh, After all you know about concussions, who still <laughs> like who would do that anymore? Well, the way I guess it went is that before the game, a bunch of Panthers player on the practice squad came up to him with like a baseball bat, and they're just like, "Gonna have a rough game out there," and then called him like a like the f word, like they just started insulting uh-huh. him, like threatening him and insulting him. We're so, not saying faggot anymore. I mean, you do. <laughs> I was leaving it for you to fill in the blanks. Fairy. <laughs> And I guess that got under his skin, and then it just devolved from there. Like, Norman kind of instigates shit, and then just Odell Beckham Jr. falls apart. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were like, this is a shameful day for this man. He has been applauded as a hero. He has revolutionized the game, made it exciting. Every week is a highlight reel for him. But this is just disgraceful, and everyone was really like, condemning him. And I was like, the one person was like, Good job, Odell Beckham Jr. You ain't a bitch. This is pretty goddamn sweet. Yeah, I mean, if the ref's not going <laughs> to oh, do something about this. There's then... so many dickheads in the NFL and nobody does shit. Like, it's like, oh, hey, that dirty-ass lineman just stepped on your defensive end's leg and broke his knee and now I'll be out half the year. And you're like, oh, this blows. And this time Odell Beckham Jr. is like, I'm going to dive at like 25 miles an hour, helmet to helmet, possibly crippling us both but fuck you yeah i mean in in boxing if one guy is constantly low-blowing the other and the ref's just ignoring it or not paying attention and the other guy's just like all right i'm just gonna wind up and give you the biggest dick shot ever (laughs) i fully endorse that i'm just gonna bite your nose off like if you force me to correct this i'm going to (laughs) yeah i'm I'm all for it i don't applaud what he did the helmet to helmet i mean that's just risky even for you i don't know why i mean yeah that was and that's also why a lot of people were like that's why coughlin needs to go because he doesn't bench him after that and coughlin's like the like he was the guy who was like yeah i know you've been on the team for 12 years you still have to come to some of camp and that was like what caused a huge fight with him and strahan for a bit but this is like after three personal foul penalties. Mm-hmm. In any other sport, I'm pretty sure a, a penalty of that equivocal nature just gets you flat out ejected. Like yeah. The, like the rules 
forced you to be ejected. He doesn't get ejected after that, and they don't bench him. Not even for a play. It's So that was what was kind of crazy, but... Did you uh, see the shot of that? It was like a kicker that missed a kick and like threw his helmet. Oh. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, it's a Bills kicker, and he's just like, fuck! It, like, what he missed, too, is he missed the point after, which is the easiest kick in football. It's, like, from the five-yard line. It's it's a... It used... In NFL Blitz, it was a, literally a free point, if you look at it, yeah. because they're like, you don't miss these. And, yeah, they moved it back a little bit. It's still a really easy kick. He fucking whiffs it, and it's, like, a shot of him on the sideline, like, hurling Pissy his helmet... Fitting. <laughs> hurling his helmet at the ground, and, like, it just... Uh, like, it hits, like, a bouncy castle and just bounces back up and just, like, hits him right in the face. It's like, square oh. in the nose, right in the butt, and it's so great. It's great because he's so angry, he can't react to it, but you can tell he's just like, oh! And you know, oh! oh! It's, like, the only highlight reel I'll ever make. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the Bills kicker's name. I know he took, he took a helmet in the face like a champ, though. Oh, it's... I think it's the only thing I've ever seen on ESPN at the gym that I like almost had to stop running because I, I was laughing so hard. Like, oh, that's great. Have you ever seen the butt fumble with Mark Sanchez? It sounds familiar. Oh, you have to. It's like it was the height of when the Jets were just terrible. And it's like this play where Mark Sanchez, like, runs into a player's ass and fumbles the ball and the Patriots player picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown. And he runs up, oh, boom, runs right in the butt, drop the ball, pick it up, and they run it in for a touchdown. And just watching, like, boom, right into his butt. Right into his own guy's butt. Just, oh, please do it in slow motion because it's so worth it. Boom! What did you, how did you not see him? It's like, whoops, it's bump. <laughs> like, if you were the Brandon Moore, you're like, what is that? Wait, what the fuck? Oh, for the love to... of God, tell me that's not our quarterback with the ball someone still in must, his hand. Someone must have just tripped into me. Surely a patron, because no one behind me on my own team could have possibly been stupid enough to run into my own butt. Certainly not Eagle Eye Sanchez. <laughs> Why is that football on the ground? Oh, God. No. It was like the pure personification of just the Jets crumbling to pieces after being AFC contenders for like three years straight. And they just fell to complete shit and it all finally culminated with the butt fumble. That's awesome. It, I think, because it happened against the Patriots too. And those are like the big rivals. And I imagine if you're a Patriots fan, you'd be like, yeah, it's okay. We lost a couple Super Bowls to the Giants. We do have the butt fumble to always look back on in history. It's like, ah, fuck you, Jets. Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, it's been a, it's been an interesting week. I uh, yeah, it's kind of been all over the map for me too. Something big going on. Well, this one chick, I was sort of looking forward to going out with again. Gave me the like, nah, sorry, not seeing someone else. <gasps> so it was a little bit of a low, and then I got the super high today. As many times as I've been sucked into this, that there should be a Deadwood movie. Yeah, I HBO's did. like a fish. The HBO president officially said there's going to be a Deadwood movie. Now that's, I don't think it's ever gotten that far where it's been official. It's definitely been rumored before. The only thing I can think of is the Ian McShane, mm-hmm. who uh, he was in the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. He's been he's actually going to be in the next season of uh, Game of Thrones, but he's like the the 
big character on Deadwood. He's 72. So I'm thinking like... Oh, what's the name? Swearinger. Swearinger, yeah. yeah. I knew I've heard the name before. So if this guy dies, there's no reason to ever make this, it's, really. It's like the Sopranos after Gandolfini died, essentially. You're like, why? Not quite that bad, but pretty close. Okay. Yeah, pretty close. Like, um, Is there a B-plot to Deadwood they could do if he did die? There's, there's tons of plots. It's one of those shows that's always got like four or five different things going on, but he's... Now, it didn't get canceled, did it? He's a scene stealer. Um, yeah, in like the same way that Wire got canceled, that they're like, here's eight episodes, wrap it up. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so it did have a conclusion, though. It's not like it just went off the air. Yeah. But I got super excited about that. What are the chances you think it actually happens, though? If I put... It, all right. How much of it right now... Let's say you amassed all of your fortune together. You have like $10,000 to your name. If you put it down on a Deadwood movie happening, how much would you be willing to wager? What are my odds? Am I, am I getting uh, odds? We'll give or... you ten times the amount you put in. So if you put, let's say, like your everything you have to your life amounts to like $50,000 right now. You're being and you, kind. <laughs> uh, you put that down. You're basically like, and the Deadwood movie happens, you're like, oh, I'm set for life. Or at least a very long time. I'd probably go... I guess half a million dollars is enough for your life. But. Fifteen, maybe 15, twenty. Fifteen thousand dollars. Because it's come up so many times before. But I feel like maybe HBO is finally getting the cloud enough where we're like, we could be like our own standalone fucking network soon. Maybe it's time for a Deadwood movie. People definitely want to see it. In my mind, there's a lot more people going back and watching old HBO archive than there probably actually are. Mm-hmm. But that could happen. That you. Alright, because they did the Entourage movie. That finally came to pass yeah. with a yawn Hooray. and a whisper. <laughs> <laughs> and two Sex in the City movies. Hooray. That was a while ago. The first one's okay. Well, let's, let's say the, <laughs> the first one's not bad. Not seen either of them, you big queen. The second one's not very good. Although I did throw a Mr. Big reference out there <laughs> quite a while ago that got a lot of applause from some, <laughs> some women. They're like, good for you! <laughs> you go, gay guy! You go, girl! <laughs> Thanks, ladies. <laughs> Sashayed out of the break room. Uh... But if that Entourage movie does happen, or sorry, the Entourage movie <laughs> it's happens. It's already the De- happened. The Deadwood movie happens, though. Does it spawn that list, like that ongoing? Because then they're like, well, maybe the, well, we can't get a Sopranos movie Well, now, fuck but... The Wire. Could you imagine? Although that story's kind of I don't want them to touch The Wire. I, like, I'm like, The Wire's so perfect as it is. It's going to be a lot more cooking and music. Yeah. I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe David Simon doesn't need to have much of a role with this, actually. But let's say, like, an Oz movie. Something like that, maybe. That'd or... be... I mean, they killed off so many cast members <laughs> that last season. It'd be a really rough Oz movie. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they... I, I, I want to say Boardwalk Empire, but it's Rome the same, would be great. same scenario, though, with Boardwalk Empire. Like, yeah. Who would you do it on? <laughs> I guess Eli? Unless you gave us that middle season between five and six that were four and five that yeah. we should have had. Find <laughs> out what happened to Rothstein. Yeah, he just doesn't show up at the yeah. end. Um... That would be one in there, but... Deadwood would be the big one. And that could even come back. Ian McShane... Like, nobody on that's, like, insanely successful. Timothy Oliphant... Oliphant? Whatever the fuck his name is. The guy that's on Justified. That show's done. So he's got a free schedule. Wait, Timothy Oliphant, isn't that Littlefinger? No, that's something way Irisher. Carry on. I'll, I'm just. I need to find out what his actual. Now it's like are. irritating me. Like what's it's. It, Littlefinger's name is insanely Irish. Whatever. It's like 
Declan Fitzgerald a puss. <laughs> If I open this up, it's Timothy Oliphant. It's definitely not. Timothy Olympant or whatever. It uh, looks like Olympics, kind of. But, um, you know, that it's a huge cast. Uh, that one guy that got the principal from Ferris Bueller was a small character on it. And he actually, like, during the last season, he got busted for child porno. Oh. That's but a, he's a pretty minor That's character. no bueno. He's a pretty minor character. He runs, like, the newspaper <laughs> in town. He's, like... It's not a make-or-break character by any means. He's not going <laughs> to... Things aren't going to be held on to the fact of whether or not he does it. No. If Ian McShane gets uh, Aiden it, Gillian, that's it. If... Uh, just click a Google image of picture of Ian McShane. Or you, I guess you can bring it up on IMDb, too. Ian McShane? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, He's playing an unspecified character in the next season of Game of Thrones. And I thought, okay, maybe Randall Tarley. But he, I think that actor's been announced. Is he tall and no. muscular? No. Then definitely can't be Randall Tarley. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Randall Tarley's supposed to be kind of... I like, mean, I figured he was a badass, but I didn't know if he was going to be like a huge guy. I mean, that's supposed to be like half the reason why Samwell's such a massive failure. Like, you're fat and nothing like me. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like... Yeah, the Tarly's, uh, Randall Tarly is supposed to be, like, the very definition of, like, a badass dude. Mm-hmm. But, and then he has, like, the queefiest son possible. <laughs> like, the one who's yeah. like, stop it! Stop it! Stop hitting me! <laughs> stop hitting me! I'm loving... Uh, now, they are gonna have one... They're not doing all the great joys, but they are doing... Victorian's not in it. What's the the drowned Ur- priest? They're gonna deal with urine, aren't they? Euron's in it, but then so is the Dampere. <laughs> yeah, the Matt. Oh. Euron's been announced, and he's a guy that's my age playing it, which is weird because I... Balon's like seventy, isn't he? At least in the show, he looks. Balon's older, but he yeah, in the show he looks super old. He is the oldest of the sons, so. I but guess... I mean, Theon's the guy that plays Theon. I don't know how old he's supposed to be in the show, but I assume he's like your age. Yeah, I if he's. Literally, like, supposed to be, like, he only looks like he's, ten, like, three years older than Theon. I'm like, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they haven't announced who's playing Dampere, but I can't imagine there's going to be that drastic of an age difference between the two brothers. <laughs> Dampere. Yep, no Victorian. Yeah. He's actually been removed from the uh, the Game of Thrones Greyjoy family tree online, oh, too. <laughs> so he's definitely not going to be in it. damn it. Because it. <laughs> it's like... Three Greyjoy brothers I gotta sit through? The three lamest ones? <laughs> the three far away lamer ones? Well, I, I assume Euron's needed to push the story. I mean, it shocks me because I assumed he was just an enormous red herring in the books. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's a dude who comes out of nowhere. He just like talks craziness. He's like, I see visions and I'm going to rule the dragons. You're like, mm-hmm. This has worked well for like the 18 other people who have said they're going to take Daenerys as dragons thus far. No, you've got it. You're going to be the one. Yeah. Uh, a squid in the desert. I'm sure you'll be fine. <laughs> Which is a huge bummer, too, because that news came out recently that George R. R. Martin is not going to finish The Winds of Winter before the sixth season of Game of Thrones. And Do you feel used? No, <laughs> no, I mean, look, at this point, I'm like... I'm a little angry I read the books because I'm like, now I have to suffer through this. Like, if I didn't know... It's like... Knowing something that you'd be like, oh, I didn't know that I enjoyed this so much. I wouldn't care. But it's also yeah. like that thing, like, you yeah, know, it's better to love and lost and never loved at all. It is annoying as shit. But it's just, it's the amount of, like, 
false hopes that I get for a hot moment, which I should. The entire Game of Thrones series is about like manipulating expectations and not playing into the expectations of like the false hopes we give yeah. ourselves. Surely like, this character will Ned Stark is <laughs> clearly going to save King's Landing and help restore faith to the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. Rob Stark will die in an epic battle. Rob Stark will help rest- he'll revenge his father and take down <laughs> the Lannisters. Jon Snow will do what his brothers could not and stand for the Stark name and bring order to this kingdom. It's just a collection. The Boltons like, won't be around long. Yeah, the Boltons surely. Walter Frey any day now will get his comeuppance. Nobody that evil lives. <laughs> yeah. It's the entire collection. That's the entire series. So I don't know why when the books are still out and I keep hearing like one small rumor, I still latch my mind onto it. Because then there was one It was like, well, what if you released part of The Winds of Winter now and the other part later? Like just the two separate books. Yeah. And even though in my mind, I'm like... Because it's got to be like a 700-page book. Oh, I'm sure it's probably more than that. His last books have been 1,000 pages. <laughs> I'm sure it's more. And the first one was what, like 500? Something. I think it was still a shit ton. And regardless, it's still going to be a Something manageable, book. it feels like. I mean, it's manageable as like a giant fantasy epic is, but it's, it's still huge. It's not the Bible. I mean, it's still like something if you took David Copperfield and put it next to it, you're like... Pfft. Charles Dickens really fucking queeped his way through this. He couldn't do another 800 pages like this guy? What are you doing? Um, I had a thought here. No, but... Uh, <laughs> started thinking about David Copper or David or uh, Charles Dickens like fighting his way through writing the book. Like, and some stuff happens. Anyway, he's a magician. <laughs> Period. Done. Done, done, done. Got it. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. But it'd be annoying because I'm like, I, even I'd have to buy the book twice because I know it, it's intended to be released as one book, but I'd still be paying for it twice because I'm sure it's still, I'm sure even though they'd be releasing as half, they'd still charge full price, but I'd be like, I'd be completely okay with it. And he's just like, no, that's not the integrity I'm trying to live for. I'm sorry. It will come, but I'm releasing it as one. Yeah. And it's like, whew, it's brutal. He's, apparently, I guess he said, like, I'm considering releasing the chapter from the book online that will give you one of the plot points, maybe, like, oh, before fuck the off. show. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who cares? Don't you point? just think, like, oh, fuck off and just finish it. I'm like, yeah, just stop fucking writing these, like, 18 fucking paragraph blog posts and just finish oh, the goddamn book. And then the story book. of Duncan Egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen his, um, his live fucking journal and shit? No. Or it's... Yeah, it is a live journal. Um, and it, it's just... Yeah, I think he's the only person I know that still uses a live journal. I guess he has it from like the early 2000s or maybe even the late 90s. But... And Santa Fe is coming. Uh, ooh, some sultry women on the front of his thing. Uh, oh! Catelyn oh, Stock. Oh my god, he has a Tom Coughlin post! Does he? Oh, that's right. That's right. He's a huge Giants fan. Oh, I should read this at some point. Because he also had a great thing from the uh, OBJ fight as well. Uh, Let's see. Last year. Okay, yeah. So, this is his post from here. Let's see. We'll we'll just open it up individually. (laughs) This is... Let's start scrolling down here. That is the cover of the book, which is kind of sweet. But, you, you you need to see this. It's this... I'm just texting Uncle Tom real quick because he texted us just to confirm tomorrow. Oh, okay. We're just going to be on the podcast forever. We're now dated, brother, to Uncle Tom. <laughs> this is a sweet cover, though. I do like the horn. 
which another thing I thought didn't actually gonna play into the show since it's not or into the story since it's not in the show, but uh, just scrolling down here super casually. Jesus, he doesn't have time to write the books. Like it's it's like eighteen. It's like single spaced. Most of it, thirty paragraphs or so. And he re- he wrote that twice because it got deleted the first time he wrote it, and I'm again I'm, I'm trying not to be angry at him. I, it's it's his books, you know he can do as he wants, but it's like oh god, just give it to me at this point. Why'd you have to make it so good? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, and then I like after reading the books and you go to the show, you're like, oh this blows, and the show's only gonna be worse now because they don't even have his writing to like curb from, like the occasional. No, they can cool, do what they want. The occasional. Hey, let's cool, have Stannis burn his daughter. But the, even, like, beyond that, like, the occasional cool lines you get, like, many of those are lifted directly from the books. Like, they don't have that to go off of anymore. Mm. So you're like, oh, no. Like, is it just going to be those two guys right? You know that, like, line at the end of last season where it's, like, the sand snake who's like, you like the bad pussy. Oh. Like, that's not in the books. That's <laughs> that's them writing. I'm like, ooh, we're expecting more bad pussy lines. Probably the worst line in that season, definitely. It was, like, for the sand snake, such for an non- awful storyline. For line. a non-Cersei line. Yeah, oof. Like when I, was like, I hope the next season opens with them all being executed. I, I hope the next season starts and it's like Rothstein in the final season of Boardwalk Empire where it's just Braun like, yeah, it's a shame all those sand snakes died in that freak snowstorm here in Dawn. Or like Zombie Mountain just comes in with like blood all over his hands. Yeah. Got that revenge for <laughs> the dude who <laughs> the chicks that go to daughter. I was supposed to talk to all my enemies were vanquished. Oops! <laughs> Brains? Like that's still talking. Are we supposed to not know that you guys, it's a voice under there? Stop doing that! I wanted to bring up because you talked about how Christmas came around. Your bosses took you out to like dinner and things like that, or took you out to like a breakfast. Lunch. Yeah, breakfast. Cracker Barrel. Pretty nice. Thank God. Uh, yeah, definitely. So, here's what I got from my boss for Christmas. It's a tumbler, which, as you can read, has my office on it. So, clearly costs Free. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. Right. Yeah, I mean, no, considering this it costs them nothing. This is a crappy tumbler that is not going to hold crap and keep its temperature. It's not insulated. I don't know if you oh, noticed that. Yeah. It feels cold. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> like it, feels... it got cold just sitting in the basement. <laughs> and it's still 40 degrees outside. Yeah. It's not that cold. And has the logo on. So it's clearly like a box of shit that was just marked with like PennDOT merchandise and just like dug into it. Like, here you go. Yeah, if I kept running my fingernail on this, I'm pretty sure I could take that logo off. And it chipped it up and I was like, this is the balls. I mean, you could. I didn't expect anything. I don't want most. Like, I didn't ask for anything for Christmas. I don't expect anything for from my bosses. But this seemed insulting almost in a way. I was like, and that was the Allstate Christmas gift to us. The one from our our manager actually gave me like a twenty dollars sheets gift card too. On top of that, yeah, no, this seemed almost like an insult. Like it almost <laughs> seemed like they're like, you're not still going to be around here next year, are you? <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> It's like there's not even like a full like oh it's like a <laughs> slot that doesn't like open. The it feels whole way. like it's thin plastic too, and it'll melt pretty like, quickly. <laughs> like that's here's the thing. Like look at this too. Like, like I know I know this is riveting television for the people listening who can't see us audibly, but there's like a lip above where the actual slot that you drink from is. So like 
if I go to drink from this, it's gonna hit, like the fluid's gonna hit the lip and then go past and like dribble down my chin. Like, two mm. things. I feel like one, it's very flimsy plastic and it's gonna start melting on you pretty quick when it gets splashed up against hot. Coffee. I don't know if you can hear this structural material this is made out. And two, I presumably feel- adamantium. To, uh, least, oh, I sorry, I meant aluminum. At least vibranium. <laughs> I feel like the first time you like take a huge gulp, it's like the weight of the fluid's gonna knock the top off, and it's just gonna go right in your face. <laughs> Stop screaming like a girl. Deep. Get back to work. <laughs> yeah, no, I was a bit, I was a bit disappointed with that. The nicest part of the gift was the gift bag that I then reused to wrap Terry's gift in. No, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. They bothered putting that hunk of shit in the gift bag. <laughs> Basically, I wouldn't even bother putting tissue paper. Look, if your gift so. bag costs more than my gifts, oh, don't the gift bags all say depend out on them too. <laughs> <laughs> I took off the part that said to Chris. Spelled with a K for some reason. They're like, oh yeah, you work here. So I just wanted to throw that out there. It's it's, it's I, pretty ootsy. Uh, yeah. It's nice to see. But, you know, the 30 bullshit holidays you get off a year. They do kind of make up. <laughs> anyway, do you have all Martin Luther King Day? No, ever. I mean, <sighs> I could, I like taking it off just to be white and sit, <laughs> sit in my underwear, drinking scotch, watching Sopranos. Like, woo! We did Even it, Dr. The Wire King. or Oz, like, blacker shows. You're like, I'm going to watch the whitest show possible on this network. I'll watch, yeah. A watch... show that maybe has one black guy per season. I'll watch like the episode banger. of Sopranos where Meadow brings home, like, the whitest black guy at college. And Tony's still like, get out of my house, you damn moon cricket. <laughs> moon cricket? So he actually like, calls him? Uh, like, Jungle Bunny. It's a bunch of, it's definitely like an old 70s, 80s remark. He's that like, get out of here, you spooky. Where like this 22-year-old college kid's like, I don't, what, are you, I feel I, like you might be being racist to me. I, I know you're insulting me. I've never heard these terms before. <laughs> Tar baby? What is that? I can grasp it. I'm using context clues to figure out what you're saying. The way you're saying it, I don't feel like you're complimenting me. No. Are you inventing are these, or are you just that old that you're just <laughs> insulting me from a whole other generation? Well, he's like 300 pounds in his boxer and his wife beer <laughs> in his house. No no attempt to cover his robe up. <laughs> um, oh, I did actually have something else I wanted to bring up. So you know the other night, it's been ridiculously cold the winds of winter have come by <laughs> it's just come in the form of like a horrifying chill fucking oh jesus cold. come on white walkers just take me now it really was a couple of nights was just brutal and i reached one night where i was like down here in the basement had the heater on and i just it's like fuck it i they, my room's so cold the heating blanket in my room's not working so great right now I can't put a heater in my room because it fucking overloads the circuit because mom has hers on 24-7. So I was like, I don't want to walk upstairs to that cold bed and lay down. I'm comfortable here. I'm just going to lay down and sleep down here in the basement one night. Uh, I went to bed watching something very interesting, though. I caught on HBO The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oof. The movie? <laughs> Yes. No, the TV show. Yeah, the 2000 movie. The one that I made you... been on for like a solid six to eight months. Like, I guess maybe it costs nothing. I have to assume so. It definitely looks like it's a movie that just bombed its way out of theaters and they were like, oh, we need to make this back somehow. Yeah. Even if it's like a couple pennies at a time. Yeah. I made you see it 
with me when I was a kid. I don't know why. I never liked Rocky and Bullwinkle. I guess as a kid, I was just like, cartoon characters in real life, that sounds great. Yeah. It was at that same time. There still guess, wasn't tons of that. Like, remember how crazy it was when there was that Simpsons episode that was three-dimensional, yeah. and then at the end, Homer's in real life, three-dimensional. Yeah. You're like, oh my god. Maybe it was that. Like, and was Space like, Jam was so cool. great. Yeah. That you're like, oh, maybe this will be like Space Jam, except much less recognizable characters. Rocky and Bullwinkle is just terrible. It, like, I watched it and immediately felt for you. I was like, whew, this is just a stinker of a movie. Because it's strange. It's 90% a parody. Like, it's meant to be insulting the very concept of what it is. Like, it's it's constantly shading on what a stupid idea this is. And the audience. And, and Like, who's dumb enough to see this? And yeah. greedy movie studios and how television rots your brain. Like, very, like anti-capitalist like way too many jokes where they look at the screen like a lot of and a lot of just like insults to like business in general where like there's no like branding it's always like oh fat burger or like cheapo car service or like just things that are like insulting everything as being like disgusting grimy business Mm. and like i know but, but this movie still had to get pitched in a boardroom full of movie directors. Like, yeah. it's still something you had to sell on people. So they mix that, like, half parody, which at times can be a little cute, but they mix it then with that weird-ass old humor of the Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons, where it's things like, we've got to go have, uh, talk about wildlife conversation. Like, you mean conservation? What did I say? conversation well somebody's gonna start talking about things around here oh yeah and you're like Oof, there's 30 of those is in it. brutal like it's a lot of bad parodies a absurd amount of cameos unnecessarily so i know we talked about like very early on that episode i did not make you see the little brother movie but <laughs> definitely we talked about it and i was like oh my god i forgot robert de niro as the evil leader yeah and then jason alexander is fucking boris like still in the middle of seinfeld being on the air way too successful making to be a playing, solid probably three million a year to be playing that disgraceful of a role yeah uh john goodman's in it and i remembered i think at the time i made a mention of it and i remember the line now where it's just like you can't do this to me i'm rocky and bulba he's like yeah and i'm john goodman it's like what, am I supposed to laugh because I know it's John oh, Goodman? Oh, yeah, because he's like a sheriff, right? Yeah, it's not like it covers up. It's not like it's a beard or anything. It's just John Goodman. Like, what is this supposed to imply? That John Goodman's evil, I guess. David Allen Greer's in it. Uh, Randy Quaid is like the head of the FBI. Oh, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg plays Judge Cameo. Uh, God, there's, there's Keenan Nickell, as you mentioned, are in it. It's like people they run into on their road trip. As like college kids like upstanding like you can't just have them play like harlem street thugs no yo we'll get you across town rocky but that comes in too where they're like what why aren't you guys on the show or on the air anymore like we got canceled like that sounds awful hope we never get canceled and they're like this had to be at the near the end of the run of keenan and kel (laughs) chris was like i hope (laughs) like oh god is that how long was that show running uh but it's one thing that I enjoyed immensely about that movie, and that is Agent Sympathy, which it's been a while since you've seen it, but there's a hot blonde in the series. Oh the yeah, Piper or something. So um, I, she had a familiar look to her. Some Coyote Ugly. Come on, uh, she had a familiar look to her. I could not place her, and I propelled myself through the movie 
on the grand idea. While you're freezing to death. <laughs> yeah, well, I was okay down here. I had to heat her on a blanket. I was pretty good. Scotia was upstairs, docking, trying to get in. I'm like, please, daddy! I'm like, hmm, nope, nope, nope. You can sleep in the tub. <laughs> the thought carrying me through that terrible movie is like, oh, I hope this was her last movie, and she did. That was like the one thing holding me through this. It's like, oh, God, I... Nothing had me more excited than the idea that I was going to go into this chick's IMDb and it was going to be like, 2001, Rocky and Bullwinkle. 2002, uh, Look Who's Talking 5. <laughs> and then it was going to be Straight like, to video. 2004, Hot Sluts 7. 2006, Hot Sluts 8. And it was just going to be a non-stop lit. Like, 2010, uh, she just bangs with like 18 gig black guy gangbang. Yeah. And then it's like 2016 banging podcasters in Harrisburg and I'm like oh my god and po- like pre-production I'm like oh. you gotta be some of the biggest ones right I, yeah I was so excited at this idea I carried myself on it and then I like clicked her on IMDB and I was like oh man right. she's the chick from Covert Affairs like I even though it's a show that did not do I don't even know what that is it's one of those USA shows it was the one where uh, she's like I'm a female uh, FBI agent and bang bang I, I don't know is that plain sight mm, that was a different one I think she was okay. a bounty hunter Oh, okay. Anyway, regardless, Covert Affairs ran for three or four seasons, so I was like, she probably didn't have to fall into porn during that time. Yeah. And I was so bummed. I, I was worse than Coughlin getting fired. I was just like, oh, my She had a great face. Just blurry. so pretty. Yeah. Very cute. She was in Coyote Ugly. And they could not have put her in John more Goodman frumpy as and unattractive outfits in Rocky and Bull. Yeah. It's like pantsuit, pantsuit, uh, like the like uh, fucking baggiest uh, like bodysuit they could put her in to make her a spy at one point I'm like just not gonna give us one good shot of her like that was the other thing that helped me through it's like oh these old like Nickelodeon's 90s movies there's gotta be like one scene where she's walking around in like a tight pair of suspenders and like a half shirt like that 90s gotta go undercover as like a sexy librarian I didn't expect that (laughs) but I expected like a scene where she's like I don't know she has to go to like a like a dance or something, get her in like a cute dress or something like that, or just in that cute '90s style. Like she's wearing like a beanie and like a overalls or something like that. Like ah, I could see this. Nothing, just frumpy fucking pantsuits the entire way through. That's probably what I was. thinking. It's like they didn't make that movie trying to appeal to my boner at all. <laughs> it's probably the exact same thing I was thinking. Like 18 year old version of me <laughs> and 11 year old version of you in the movie theater. Like surely she'll be in a bikini at some point. <laughs> It's Why like, would you have a nine and a half with minimal acting ability in this movie? If it's like you didn't write this movie with the intention of making dudes horny, like it's you, you, it's such a blue balls movie. You do all these does. other like socioeconomic jokes. Why not like that? Why not have to be aimed where, at adults? <laughs> Why not one shot where Rocky accidentally tears a shirt off? Or oh yeah, where like she has to like wet t-shirt contest <laughs> our way out of a problem. We've all been there. They're like, there's only one way for us to get back to New York, Rocky. Well, this dick-sucking contest. Well, who's going to participate? I will. No, no, I'll do it. You, you know, put yourself <laughs> through this, Karen. I'm like, oof, this was so close to being a great movie. I mean, I'll finish jerking off. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'll do this, but I'm not happy. <laughs> Under duress. <laughs> Just the mouth. Shoot, the it come right in my out. mouth <laughs> while I'm snoring. Sarge, the saddest thing ever, drowned in his own cum. Watching that hot ass scene in Rocky and Bullwinkle where Bullwinkle blows all those dudes. Where he blows Keenan and Kel. It was real progressive at the time. 
I can't believe more people yeah. didn't bring that series up. Yeah, the only, it's the only two acting performances I remember are her just being so cute, and then Robert De Niro like, what the fuck? And it's, like, it's one of those things where I'm like, maybe he got paid a whole lot, but he puts. I think more... he had kids at the time. That maybe were young. that's it. And he does it, I guess, for them. That's usually like, why you'll see any, like, big actor in, like, some shit kids movie. Because they have kids and they're like, oh, this will be some cool thing my kid can see. Yeah, that must be it. Because I, like, watch it, you're like, he's still putting too much into this. Like, he's going for this in most scenes. Yeah. And that's astonishing Yeah, because this is probably, like, two years after, like, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, that, far and away, though, the worst part of the movie, there's a scene where... He's talking to like Boris and Natasha. Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, Bullwinkle blows Robert De Niro. And I, anyway, after I finished masturbating to it, I was like, this sucks. Uh, no, it's uh, him talking to Boris and Natasha over like radio. And they say mm-hmm. something, and he's like, Are you talking to me? Oof. Are you talking to me? You must be talking to me because I do not see anyone. And he's doing this shitty Russian what? accent like the Fearless Leader. Uh, the taxi driver But he does monologue? the entire taxi drive uh, fucking monologue. It's almost verbatim the entire thing. Like, it's him looking right like, I don't see anybody so else weird, here. So he you hates, must be talking to me. Like, you could never talk him into doing that in any other movie. No. It's, it's absurd. It's like one of those things. Like, every time Arnold Schwarzenegger does another movie where he's like, I'm not... The Terminator, but hasta la vista. Yeah. Or someone says it to him. I'll be back. Or, or he yeah. slides it into another movie. Like You're like, this is You don't give a shit. You don't care about your acting like skills. It, like, this is humiliating. Like, no actor should do this. Like, you literally you... started life as a bodybuilder. I don't expect you to have like a higher level of dignity than but, that. Yeah, certainly Robert De Niro doing... Because did he win an Oscar for that? Or I'm thinking Raging mm, Bully no. won he got that, right? No, I think he, he got an Oscar for Godfather 2. Okay. The flashback stuff. Still, an Academy Award winning author or uh, actor, way too prestigious to be regurgitating one of his like bet- most iconic scenes in a garbage kids movie in a terrible joke too. Yeah, and it's like oh, kids aren't gonna find this funny. Like they don't, they haven't seen Taxi Driver. It's probably that weird period between like classic Disney and good Pixar movies, where like <laughs> you, yeah, there it, wasn't like an epic child's movie out it, that era. Act, it, it probably hit right in that perfect time. Because what would you say is the last good Disney animated movie before like any of the stuff they've done? I guess in like the past five years. Um, I mean, it's you know, you're a better judge of that. I liked Hercules, but I was always into Greek mythology. It's not a, a f- amazing movie. It's good. I like Tarzan. Hercules, if you take uh, Meg, and I guess maybe Phil, out. Well, I, James Woods, I would say, for me, I thought was You didn't like Hades. James? You didn't like James Woods? No, Hades? if you take him out, I oh, think that, that oh, would be... Oh, I thought you meant like take, oh, okay, no. I, I think meant like take, take Meg out no, of the no, movie no. and maybe Phil If you take bit. James Woods out, that movie becomes much less interesting. Yeah, but that was also at the point where they were still making good villains in their movie, True. too. Um, you know, I don't, maybe you say Mulan's the last, like, the last, like, hands-down phenomenal one. Alright, let me, let's look up Disney movies so we can... After this, I'll have to get a couple things, because my laptop's about to die. Oh, no. Well, here, you you can pull yours up I didn't think you were going to drone on and on like this. (laughs) Sorry, I think... About Rocky and Bullwinkle and the Giants and start crying all over the place. (laughs) I didn't think we'd have to take six crying breaks during this podcast. (laughs) 
I'm shocked you didn't get on me more for it. I was really, I was kind of opening the door for you to jump on me for basically calling me a bitch. Oh, I mean, hey, I don't, it's, there's definitely been some, you know, like Vladimir Klitschko fucking just shit the bed against a guy a third as talented as him. That was heart-wrenching watching that. <laughs> so I'm not going to shit on you for what few sports things really get you emotional. Yeah, no. If you were like, like, there's a couple guys I knew in college from Philly that like like every Philly team. So it's like year round. There's always something that they're they're almost like manic depressive, where they're always in a great mood or a horrible mood based on sports. Mm -hmm. I'd probably bust your cojones a lot more, but you only got the one sport. Yeah, don't pick up a second one. (laughs) I'm like, oh my god, the Mets. (laughs) I don't even go with the one you like. I'm like, my god, the Knicks. I got the Knicks. You're like that happened like. Four years ago. I can't sit through this. There's 200 basketball games a year. <laughs> I can't sit through this. Now, nah, feel free. You, you throw your thing up and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll do the Disney thing afterwards. Okay. Uh, I got bored. I was looking at Wikipedia and I saw... I was looking up uh, Black Mass, the Johnny Depp movie about um, Whitey Bulger. Mm-hmm. And one of the reviews they listed about Johnny Depp's performance was very welcome at this point in his career and one of his best. As like the oh, please tell me it's Kevin Smith. <laughs> no, it was like some guy from the Rolling Stones or something, or Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that's kind of insulting. That's like Christopher's dumps went down in one flush. Like, very welcome at this point <laughs> in his life. Pretty good. Five stars. <laughs> Comcast <laughs> reviews. Still, still a god out there. All right. And hold on. I have one more. These are almost just kind of like passing thoughts. I like email to myself. Everyone must know that there was a mediocre review, a lukewarm backhanded compliment review of Johnny Depp. Where is this next one? No, no, please. Stop me from going through the great Disney conversation for your riveting tangent thoughts. Oh, here we go. Found it. Oh, am I about to fart? And maybe pull myself? Let's see. No, I think we're good. We're all good on that end. Don't worry, brother. It's all coming up. I don't know if this is... Nah, this isn't that good. I mean, you've gotten to this point. Just oh, this say. is about that concussion movie. The mm-hmm. character that Adewale plays, I guess Dave Dewerson? Or Dwerson? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Former NFL player suffered from chronic head concussion thing. Uh, claimed... Or no, it must be a different guy. A white athlete. Claimed the film portrayed Dewerson in a bad light. In one scene, Dewerson's character called Omalu's character a quack, in addition to telling him to go back to Africa and get away from our game. In another scene, Dewerson mocked former NFL player Andre Waters when he filed an application for benefits in connections with head injuries he suffered while in the NFL. Dewerson's family members stated these events were false. In response, the film's director stated, the film was emotionally and spiritually accurate all the way through. <laughs> They're like, yeah, don't you remember that scene where Maybe you, not historically, but... <laughs> don't you remember that scene where you uh, called that one doctor a big filthy monkey, told him... <laughs> you called him Gorilla God, go back to Gorilla City? Like, yes. I don't believe that Now, of happened. course, we all remember you said, I doubt in your credentials. Yes, but, <laughs> uh, but we all specifically are pretty sure you also said, Gorilla God, get out of here before I call a flash to bring you up. <laughs> yeah. Before I turn the light on, eyes and teeth. <laughs> like, oh, oh! But hey, look, you know, never-ending story did have an ending, so nothing's completely honest. Yeah, I, I think we kind of just really hit the real grasp of what we were going for in this, obviously. Uh, Alright, now, tell me this. So, my, uh... 
and I'm still not wild about it, but the the all female Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. My first response when someone told me about it, I just thought, why? Like, you know, is Hollywood that devoid of new stories that you have to remake classics like the Ghostbusters and just hey, here's a twist. It's ladies doing it all chicks yeah yeah it seems kind of derivative and pointless someone told me a couple days ago that like hey the rumor is they're doing an all-black ghostbusters and my first response was like finally (laughs) (laughs) how long have they had to wait for a black ghostbusters (laughs) like the first there was a black guy in ghostbusters it's gonna be It's going to be Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and Michael B. Jordan and maybe Ernie Hudson will get a, another spot. So does this mean, like, hands down I'm sexist? I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I definitely what it suggests. If that's your first thought was to an all-female Ghostbusters, you're like, ugh, Hollywood's just out of ideas, but a black Ghostbusters, you were just like, oh, I'm bored! It was like a Zatarans commercial in my head. Female Ghostbusters, please. That series has spoken for itself. Don't just rehash it for no other reason. If you're creatively bankrupt, don't 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 stomp on my childhood. Without seeing any of it, I can say it adds nothing to the series. Black Ghostbusters may have <laughs> somebody <laughs> like somebody whispers from ten miles away. Black Ghostbusters. You're like what? Eating chicken and catching ghosts. <laughs> he was like maracas. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if you were gonna try and fight me on that. You're like, no. I mean, hey, there's more. You know, black. No, it's a hundred percent. It's definitely. Okay. It's definitely like a sexist thought. Where you're just like. Ugh, who cares? The Black <laughs> Ghostbusters movie. You're just like, when does it come out? Now? But like, I'll get started. I'll write it for free. <laughs> Not even credit. You're like, they. a lot of Black Peter characters in this movie talk about getting crunk a lot. <laughs> you wanted Dave Chappelle no, to do that? That's your version. <laughs> that's my version. <laughs> Where, Where it's just like, oh no, we gotta fight the ghost. They gone, got onto that basketball court. <laughs> I'm gonna buy that you a basketball dr- court. I owe you a drink after this. Oh, there's one white guy in the movie. Of course, the lead. <laughs> Every time he does something cool, all the black characters in the movie are like, yo, we're going to have a drink and a rap battle out of this. <laughs> yo, I thought they were all doctors in the first one. No, just me. No, their professions in this one go basketball player, rapper, chef, rapper. <laughs> Two Still rappers. part-time chef. <laughs> yeah, part-time chef as well. You know, it's the thing. Until his background check comes back. If it comes back. Uh... You know our friend Adam, he was always known when we were in high school, and maybe even grade school, he was a little bit racist, like in a playful way, like other people we know. And I think his, like, standout line that always sticks out to me, that he tries to defend as him not being racist, was like, you know, black people are just really good at being chefs, basketball players, (laughs) and rappers. And I was like, that's fucking racist as shit he's like no i'm just i'm not saying that's all they should be that's entertaining you that's just what they're really good at and i was just like wow this is astonishing i'm 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 baffled that those words would come out of your mouth and you feel no shame for saying it what was the thing we watched where terry's like is that cuba gooding jr and it was clearly like forrest whitaker or somebody yeah it was or terrence howard was on screen it was definitely <laughs> Because I always have a shameful time when I called uh, uh, 
Arsenio Hall. I thought he was Ernie Hudson. And I think it was just my inexperience of black actors yeah. at the time. But it was like one of those like, ooh, this really doesn't look good on my resume of <laughs> not being a racist. But yeah, it was I forget who it was, but it was someone who was not. Yeah, but you weren't thirty two. <laughs> yeah, I, I was probably like sixteen at the time. Um, is that is that all your your? Yeah, we'll bring thoughts? this up again uh, if we do one on Sunday with Terry. We'll uh, don't post this until after that. We'll bring it up with Terry. And we'll see if she just starts like throwing pizza at me. Like, you monster! <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's burying her soul out there. <laughs> I do think that Melissa McCarthy needs uh, 24-hour bodyguards until they stop filming the Ghostbusters. Because to keep if she, her from eating too much? Well, to keep her so from getting can... killed and them just being like, well, just put Rebel Wilson in there. That would be the kill. If I found out Rebel Wilson is cameoing in female Ghostbusters... I'm Slimer! That would be the thing that <laughs> They just painted me green and put me in a bikini! Well, that's... First and foremost, she doesn't even sound that hot. It's like... Oh, you bring me like business Like, oh, how do you unsexy an Australian accent? It's so. It, oh, you're about to go down under. Like, it's a, it, she has like a voice that sounds like there's always perpetually a donut stuck to the bottom of her mouth. <laughs> um, so all right, let's let's go back to our our previous thought though. When do you think the the Disney great movies or at least good movies ended? So you say? Well, there's her, a de- I'll say great Mulan. Good, I. All right, well, let's just go with... We'll, we'll take out anything Pixar-related, like any of the yeah. uh, those ones. So, Hunchback of Notre Dame was 96. Then I don't remember much about that. I mean, that I was a freshman in high school at that point, so... I've shockingly never seen Notre, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. I think it's one of the few I haven't seen. Uh, then it was Hercules in 97, and then Mulan in 98. Um, uh, see, I don't know if... I You know what? I'd have to rewatch Hunchback of Notre Dame to really say that it wasn't good. I'd say Hercules was good. Um Yeah, I'd I'd say I'd say you still could put that all in the classic Disney line. Are they the best? I mean, classic's also subjective to the our time too cuz I'm sure like if you talk to like dad, he's but like you classic is like 7 years apart. But like, even then, like if you talk to dad, dad might I mean loved all those like older cartoons, so he might be like, "No, the classics are like Alice in Wonderland." And you know uh, Sleeping Beauty like the ones from like the 50s and oh stuff yeah like well I'm talking just the modern era. yeah if you're talking like the 90s I'm not, like not, we'll go with 90s like Snow White on. Sleeping Beauty all those are amazing too alright when did it pick back up again we'll go with um but we were trying to figure out when the the drop off was okay cause I'm also thinking when did it start and I'm like but that's said, super how old were you in 1996 96 I was 8 okay I was 8 and you know like Beauty and the Beast and Lion we're King were coming out almost I was yeah I was uh, 16, 15. But I was, you know, when I was eight, it was Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. Like, there's. Yeah. You didn't know anyone that didn't see those movies. And you're just saying, like, I never saw Hunchback of Notre Dame. So clearly it wasn't, like, the must see. No, but I saw her. Like, almost every other movie I remember seeing, like, Pocahontas saw in theaters, Hercules saw in theaters, Mulan saw in Did you theaters. See, Pocahontas is a great one. No, but I it does have a couple catchy songs. Yeah. You can paint with all the colors of the wind. Actually, that's the only one I remember. <laughs> so, that might be There's it. There's something about looking for gold. That's like when they first show up and they're shoveling. I don't remember what it is. That's, uh... But, you know, that one takes some shit because it's like, She was 12! <laughs> and he was 30! <laughs> You're like, no. This is a love story that transcends time. Ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Pope. <laughs> Statutory rape. 
Pocahontas hot ass wait. Uh, Pocahontas songs. Steady is the beating drum. Just around the river bend. That's another one. Just around the river bend. That's a good one too. Mel Gibson singing, right? Or I don't know if he's saying it. I mean, I don't think he's even in that one, is he? <clears throat> that was back when, like, the main actor never sang, like, the big song. Oh. That's right, there's a raccoon. Raccoon was pretty cool. Flick, I think, was the hummingbird. Yeah, I think so. And she's so pretty. She is astonishingly gorgeous. From like, that was... Animated cartoons. I mean, they were all always pretty, but that was about as close as they did to, like, just a flawless... Because you look at the chick at, in Hunchback of Notre Dame, and she's kind of, like, frumpy, and she dresses like a gypsy. Oh, she looks like a whore, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I was always... And so Meg in, in Hercules has kind of a weird look to her as well. I always assumed... And I, I haven't seen the movie, but I, like, you know, I played, like, Kingdom Hearts has, like, essentially told the story, and I've seen her a lot. I always assumed that was part of Esmeralda's shtick, is that wasn't it suggested she was, like, a little bit... Infidelitous? Like, isn't that why the priest had such a thing for? Uh, she was a gypsy, and they were known for like risque dancing. I mean, it was a Disney movie, so they weren't going to. I mean, uh, I didn't assume they were just like you've had, you've sucked many cocks outside of me. And the gypsy lobby's not really strong enough to stand up for themselves. So just beyond the river bend. Um, trying to think what else they have. Pocahontas songs, Colors of the Wind. If I never knew you, that sounds gay. Yeah. Dig for Virginia. That's that's it. I don't. This sounds like one of those villain songs, though, which yeah. were hit and miss. Be Prepared's great. Be Prepared's very good. I think the one from Gunchback and Notre Dame is actually supposed to be pretty good, too. That was, uh, what's his name? Tony, who had, like, the insanely deep voice. Yeah. Alright, let's get to the intro song. This sucks, Mike. Okay, okay. Good. <laughs> what was Ursula's song? She, I knew she had. Oh one. yeah, she. Uh, I feel like that was the one stinker in the Little Mermaid soundtrack, though. Yeah, it wasn't great. That's, I feel like the, the villain songs are real hit and miss. I just what was the? I had a great villain song, and I, it, I'm completely spacing on it. Uh, Be my guest doesn't count, Mikey. It's not, <laughs> they're not villains. It's insane. They're yeah. not antagonists. Ah. Uh, I mean, me. I'll just go through some movies and see if it, uh, Hercules. Oh, Gaston. I, I like that one. It's a short one, too. No one drinks like Gaston. No one fights like Gaston. It's kind of one-dimensional, but it's a good song for, like, yeah. for kind of a poop, like, the one poop villain in that era. He's not bad, though. It's kind of nice having a villain who's, like, kind of smaller, I guess. Smaller than a least, guy who yeah. definitely shouldn't be seen at the Kingdom Hearts villain round table, but <laughs> yeah. maybe could get a cameo as like a Maleficent, like like gooning. a henchman, <laughs> yeah, gooning, gooning for Maleficent. Uh, Slightly more serious than Pete. Did Oogie Boogie? Or yeah, did, oh, definitely did, Oogie did Boogie had a song. It was catchy because that was like a wasn't. I think that might have been Cab Calloway, like the last thing he did before he died. And I don't think Jafar had a song. No, I mean, were, probably by the second one he did. But many I don't think it was the first I need. I haven't watched many Disney movies since uh, I saw them in theaters. I can show you the world. Times. I can show you the world. And isn't there like a street thief? Like da da da. Prince Ali. Da da da. He and not as you know him. Bang, bang, bang. And I feel like the genie had a song too. Yeah, there were some good ones. 
but not a whole lot, I guess. All right, but let, we're anyway. <laughs> where did the drop off? So uh, I would say Tarzan was ninety nine. I'd say Mulan would be the last one I would consider like. But that was you know there's I liked breaks. I liked Tarzan and then Emperor's New Groove is two thousand. I love Emperor's it's, New Groove. It's, I haven't seen it in a while, but that is I mean it's not a Disney movie in the same way the others are. It's not an adventure movie like yeah. it's more of a comedy. But well, that one I'm definitely like. Do you even consider it? That one I'm like drinking and smoking cigarettes by. So that one, that one I don't think my vote should really count. Oh, that's a great movie though. You have to watch it. I like it. It's like the one movie I can stand Patrick Warburton in. It's one of the first time I heard him and then every other time since. You're like, does this, this guy's a paid voice actor. Does he do another voice? It's got one of my, the laugh out loud Disney moments I have. Um, I forget, but the llama like needs to be resuscitated. So he opens the mouth to, like, John Goodman to give it mouth to mouth. And, like, as he's getting close, like, the tongue flops out. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's dying. It's like, like It's like him, like, going in for it after, like, already being like, Aah! and then, like, the tongue, like, <laughs> flops over the mouth. <laughs> and he looks even uglier than he did before. It was a very good movie. Like, oh, there's, there's a lot of, like, just good, witty humor to it, too. You want to get spooked? How many, like... 20 year olds david spade's probably banged like just throwing that out there like yeah it was the emperor's new i was Cusco in, in emperor's new group like, <gasps> which i believe got its own animated series yeah. afterwards too i don't know i don't think anybody showed well, patrick warburton might have i think that might have been the one person that came back might have been too big for it at that time that was no i bet he wasn't that was the height of his career i have to imagine right in what like 2001 or two it's yeah uh, family guy got canceled uh seinfeld's still on the air he's doing cameos on that yeah but it's pre-venture brothers anything else like it's pre him like just exploding with voice work I would all right say we need to stop I, like figuring. I, <laughs> I would say tarzan in 99 because uh, i almost can't consider emperor's new groove the same thing right like it's not even the same kind of movie it's an adventure yeah. no songs it's then stop it's, the world stops and pays attention how when's the last one of those uh I would say Mulan might be the last one. I think Tarzan. I think Tarzan still because it was it was you know Phil Collins in it, uh, Rosie O'Donnell when it wasn't like when she was kind of a pretty big deal was in that movie. Yeah, I feel like people tuned in for that one at the very least, and it was the musical still. They had good songs in it, some original tracks that were pretty But do people still talk about them as much as they talk about, you know, The Lion King or... No, but I wouldn't say people even talk about Mulan, Hercules, Hunchback of Notre Dame, or Pocahontas. Okay, well, they're they're all kind of... They still talk about Lion King. They're all kind of in that very good... You're almost... We were just trying to figure out if Rocky and Bullwinkle (laughs) fell into an era where there wasn't, like... Classic, classic, classic Disney movie after Left and Right. No, because after... And it's definitely before Pixar exploded. Because after New Groove, that's when, like, their next movies are, like, Atlantis the Lost Empire, uh, Lilo and Stitch, Uh, Treasure Planet... I don't even know that Brother Bear. Oof. uh, Home on the Range. That's... That was their draw. Like, that was the pit of it, right? Like, that's where it was just complete hot fucking garbage. Is that the one with Ashton Kutcher as a deer? Uh, I thought it was a more Western. I'd never oh. seen it. Like, a, it has to be Disney's disgrace at this point. Like, <laughs> they're like, we talk about Sound of the South or Song of the South more, and we talk about Home on the Range because it was a movie I don't think anybody liked. Um, 
starring Roseanne Barr, Judi Dench, Jennifer Tilly, Cuba Gooding Jr., Randy Quaid, and Steve Buscemi. What a fucking terrible cast. <laughs> I mean, I love Steve Buscemi. I, so. uh, Steve Buscemi Cuba as... Gooding Jr. is like the only one there that could have been super... Uh, I guess Judi Dench might be like fresh off an Oscar after Elizabeth. Uh, Charles Dennis, Carol Cook, uh, Patrick Warburton, shockingly. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why you thought he was so busy at this point. <laughs> critical. This is like four years later. Critical reception. Uh, forty-five or fifty-four percent gave it positive reviews, so it got a rotten tomato or a rotten review. But uh, the quote is: "Home on the Range is likable and may keep young children diverted. It's one of Disney's more middling titles, uh, with garish visuals and a dull plot." That's their complimentary, like, one. Like, that's like, they're like, it's okay. It's pretty boring and ugly, but it's okay. Uh, and then after that, I think, I guess that was actually animated. And then I think after that's when they moved just to nothing but, like, um, full animated ones. And that's when it's, like, Chicken Little and I think Meet the Robinsons was the next. Yeah, Meet the Robinsons. And then that by that point, Pixar's just usurped them yeah. completely. And it's like, because that's when it was... Incredibles, uh, Cars, we didn't care that much for. I've never seen Cars. Ratatouille, Wally, like that was when they were like just hating them yeah. left and right. But there's a period there they weren't Disney, right? I think so, but well, there, there's still Disney movies. I think they just stopped being called Disney Pixar and just called Pixar though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God Bolt, in 2008. You yeah. remember that one? It was like a dog with John Travolta. Dog with superpowers and a hamster in a wheel, right? I remember the commercials. The girl was, I think, played by Miley Cyrus. Oh which yeah, yeah, much yeah. different movie now. Ponyo, but that's not that. That was Ghibli that they brought over. But I watched that recently. It's an anime movie with Liam Neeson in it. Oh, Essentially, really? it's like the Japanese telling of the Little Mermaid. It is horrendously boring. <laughs> You're like, you know what the Little Mermaid really needed? No antagonist. <laughs> it just needs to be about growing up. Fuck Ursula and her pushing the plot forward constantly. No, they should just get rid of all of it. Make Liam Neeson some big, giant, queen, fabulous weirdo. <laughs> Is he? It looks like very strange in the movie. Let's see if I can't pull up a picture of him. This is a great segue from the next thing I had. Yeah, you can go ahead. Let's see if I can pull it up. What's well, actually a trailer you gotta watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's like he's got like giant red hair and like a huge poofy ascot and like bags under his eyes, <laughs> big goofy earrings. Oh, wow. His face looks all shrunken in. It's like a strung out Steve Perry or yeah. uh, Steven Tyler. It's a pretty weird movie. And I think it actually might not be. So you be, can tell there's no way he It's ever not Miley Cyrus. It. It's Miley Cyrus' little sister, sorry, plays Ponyo, this thing right here in the bucket. Yeah. And she gets like bigger at points and the only thing she does is make a noise like hey, it's about as annoying of a movie as you can imagine did you pay for this no i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> uh so yeah don't don't check out upon you and i don't think there's any other ones to really mention in there i didn't see tangled her tangle's pretty good i've heard it's good yeah tangled i haven't heard what was the black one Princess and the Frog. I've yeah. never seen it. And I, I heard that was good, too. Because that was everybody being like, good. Disney finally going back to hand-drawn animation. Chris is like, yeah, let me know when, you know, there's let more, me know when... <laughs> more Europeans in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, thank God, Disney, finally making a black movie and a chick movie. 
You gonna see it? Eh. <laughs> Who's got time? <laughs> what was I doing? I was. Is oh, Pocahontas oh. in a bikini? <laughs> I was far too busy in 2009. Is Pocahontas in it riding 30 year old cock? <laughs> yeah, do they have that chick from Rocky and Bullwinkle in a tiny mini skirt? Has she gotten into porno yet? Even though she's probably like three years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she's easily probably doing a good 38. career. 38. <laughs> Alright, go to YouTube. Okay. Um, God, type in A M A. Go under um, just. God, sorry. Just Google Golden Globe animated nominees. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? I I have to do the work on this too. I mean, you say like it's not just typing things into a computer. That you're you sitting right in front of You couldn't of. look this up ahead of time? This right. is so unprofessional. The, the amount of nonsense I indulged during the, your Giants tirade. That I gave you ample opportunities to come in and poop all over me on. Oh, I can't believe I had to tell you to put 2016. I mean, I can't. I just We're just going to look through the history of Golden Globe nominations. No, don't worry, everybody. What you can hear right now is a show of Mikey just grinding this show to a halt. I swear to God, if this doesn't end in like the like a, a See? trailer that ends with like a massive fart, or it's something. Luke Skywalker. <laughs> He's turned to the dark side again. I was about to say, how's Mad Max not on that list? Best actress, best animated. Oh, movie. fuck. It's up against up. There it An- goes. Animal, Animalasia, whatever. Alright. So I, I'm supposed to watch the trailer for Animalasia? Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize, like, oh, you're up against up. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> or, uh, Inside Out. Charlie Kaufman. Um. So it says yeah. Charlie Kaufman stop motion, stop motion animation. Looks like it. Seems to be the case. <laughs> I'm not psychic. If you want to watch it at home, it's A N O M A L I S A. Alternative, you just stare at a wall for a couple minutes. <laughs> this is longer than the commercial one. I mean, are you are you just bringing it up because you're like the animation looks weird? You'll see. Uh, there better be like a talking raccoon that just dives on one of these people, like a real raccoon that just starts attacking them. Really, not that funny. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm saying something crazy needs to happen. Like I said, the commercial would have already been over. So, how far? How much longer does this have? Uh, about another half a minute. 
I guess in the meantime, I'll just talk to you about Tom Coughlin some more. We got something out of that, I guess. All right, hold on. Get ready to pause. Oh, this they're not going to show the ratings? All right, well, it, this is fucking ridiculous. It, it features uh, strong sexual content and graphic nudity. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, it's <laughs> weird, but so did fucking uh, Team America because it was puppets. Was there actual nudity in that, though? Yeah. There were puppet tits in it. It was like a giant, elaborate sex scene. Yeah, but this. I don't know. This. I thought. Look, all right, the commercial right, is way it's, shorter. It's it, For those of you who have decided not to watch this, it's spare yourself that two minutes of mediocrity. Just imagine hardcore fucking. Um, two minutes of a movie, of you're that. like, hey, this might not look so bad. It looks kind of maybe like an interesting movie. I kept waiting for something wacky to happen. I don't know what the plot is. It's got to be better than I Lava You. Yeah, it's better, definitely better than that, Turkey. I mean, That'd I, be great I, if that beats Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> the short and the Oscar goes to <laughs> clearly like a Hawaiian guy giving it out to I love you yes, and the like, two vo- like the big fat Danny DeVito volcano comes out next to the Pocahontas looking <laughs> volcano oh thank you thank you thank you everybody oh we're so happy snarf you're like this volcano relationship is weird. like you're. This is clearly only because you're the only two volcanoes. Because if you had, if there was a volcanomatch.com, <laughs> you would have fucking swiped left on this dude so fast. Like that's not match. That's Tinder. I'm like, I don't date a lot. All right, my, my references might be a little mixed. I know up. you're too good for that. <laughs> yeah, I know this. If I were a volcano, you'd be dating me instead of him. That's really what this comes down to. I want it. <laughs> you're supposed to be mine. Uh, this feels so weird to bring up because it's 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 meant to be like wow this is really long elaborate and boring after that though <laughs> it almost feels like it's weird have you uh, seen though these uh, values.com commercials yeah they suck every single one of them I had watched the Simpsons marathon and the entire time I'm like what is this like a parody commercial if you haven't seen it before, you can get it online on YouTube. It's like values.com commercial. The one I brought up is called like Already There. And I'll just start playing in the background while we're doing this. But it's a minute and a half long. And it's just some commercial about a kid who's like, oh, dad's not here. He must be on a business trip. Hideous mom. And it's filmed in a way that I'm like, maybe, like, not good enough that I'm like, definitely a professional commercial. Maybe this is a parody. Was your dad just a forehead? What is that? And it's just, did the businessman, like, I'll be home soon. And there's a super queefy song going on in the background. And the boy's like, when are you coming home, daddy? And he's like, I'm already there. And it just starts playing, like, the gayest song for, like, 45 seconds straight. Wait, already there. Oh, with that awful country song? Yeah. And this goes on, again, for, we're, what, the 50 seconds, and this goes on for another thir- half a minute of nothing. And it just ends with, like, 
Be cool to your family. Values.com. Pass it along. You know, It'll like, be great if you what is this? Dick sucked by like some escort. That's what I expected. Like them to be like, oh, this is some... <laughs> You expected that? Yes, I thought this was some wacky FXX comedy they were promoting where like at the end it's just him like fucking a dog. Like, they open the door and it's him fucking a dog. Like, I'm already here. Or something like that. It's just pure garbage. Of like a minute and a half commercial time is a lot of time to have to pay for. And this isn't their only one. They have like seven commercials. Oh, it's a government thing, I'm sure. It's still astonishing. I'm like, who does this? Like, I'm in the middle of Simpsons, which is like nothing but nonstop polarity. I'm in the middle of reading the George R. R. Martin eight-page blog (laughs) about why the book's not done on time. (laughs) And crying. I just thought I cried out all my Tom (laughs) Coughlin tears. Then this happens. It's very emotional. No one understands me. You can go watch... Pocahontas and help the true love can remind me this I'm good in this world. Do you think if you had to, you could jerk off the Pocahontas? Uh, we're forgetting that I, like, we're just ignoring I've, I've, I've already have, or <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't Again? play into it? <laughs> uh, it's not like there's anything sensual going on during Ten that. grand. You gotta watch it the whole time. Like, you can't close your eyes and think about something else oh my god that's a lot of pressure too to put on like is anything bad happen if i don't like if i take this bet and you just don't make any money i mean you know there's worse things in the world i'm sure you made plans for that money (laughs) i don't think i could but i'd take them up on it who knows like maybe like a couple hours before like if i like work myself up like the day before like just edging myself the entire way through like i don't jerk off for two months yeah and then i just take like go straight at it that like moment i'm just ah like screaming the entire time you in your room like what's going on over there don't open the door the hundred a million dollars you have to jerk off and finish during the paint a million pictures with the colors of the oh, song you paint the thousand colors of the wind you I'm like I'm s- painting my room in one color <laughs> white <laughs> like you gotta start and finish during that song and it's probably only a minute long in the- <laughs> it's not a long one but it's it's pretty good I get paint with all the colors of the wind <laughs> you're just outside mowing along <laughs> you see the window like what the fuck I'm like, Mikey, I'm buying us a treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray?